perfectionism, the fear hidden under somewhat a fancy title, fear of failure, fear of being judged by others, fear of not being good enough, resulting in anxiety, frustration, burnout and depression. From OCD to eating disorders and social anxiety, perfectionism lies at the core of many psychological issues. Another problem with pursuing perfection is that you'll never be happy with what you have achieved because you dismiss any achievements that you've worked hard for. Welcome to I'm a Perfectionist, Get Me Out of Here. I'm Eileen Webb and in the past nine years I've helped countless amount of people overcome anxiety and distress, gain confidence and feel more empowered to live happier lives. In this series I will be interviewing the suffering as well as the recovering perfectionists to gain insight to the problems that the rigid perfectionist thinking can cause and discuss the tools and techniques that would help overcome perfectionism and take control of your life. Don't forget to like and subscribe to my podcast so we can reach more people to help. My guest this week is Dr. Janice Fordman, who is a relationship communication coach, mother and daughter relationship coach, and an award-winning author. Hello, Jen, all the way from Chicago, USA today. Hi, how are you? I am good. I'm so glad you could make it. Well, thank you so much, especially with the time difference, but it's great. Yeah, it's wonderful to have you. It's wonderful. I'm so happy to have you here as my guest. So welcome. Well, thank you so much for inviting me. I just wanted to ask you if we kind of look at your your childhood where do you see where do you see perfectionism kind of starting to form um if when i look back i i have to go all the way back <laughs> and uh, i think it started maybe when i started school mm-hmm. uh, when i yeah when i was um, about five, six years old. And uh, during that time, we would have, uh, in kindergarten, we would have nap time. Right. And, nap yeah. club, yeah. We would okay. have nap time. And uh-huh. I, and, you know, each child would have a little blanket. And the teacher would, you know, just give us a little blanket. And, and, and a lot of the kids would just throw the blanket over them but my blanket had to be straight. Uh, the corners had to be matching. But, you know, I didn't look at it as perfectionism. I just looked at it as this is the way that I want my blanket. And you were six. So it doesn't have a name. It just had a blanket. This is how I want my blanket. Yeah. And I would tell the teacher that. No, I don't want my blanket, you know, cook it. I want my blanket to be straight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of nothing before where no. your parents were. No, I, uh, I can't. When I look back, I don't see that. I just see, I, I really don't see that. And I never looked at, at 
at them being perfectionists, you know, mm -hmm. not when I was really that young. As as I got mm -hmm. older, yeah, I thought my mom was as right. far as, you know, wanting the house to be a certain way. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, the furniture a certain way and and mm -hmm. and she wanted she wanted things her way. But I didn't I still didn't have a name for it. Yeah. I just thought you know, this is, this is, yeah, this is mom and this is how she wants things. Yeah. So how was it shaped over time from from blanket? What areas did it kind of, did you find it started spreading itself? Actually, it started spreading, I think, you know, when I started working um, in, um, in the educational system, mm -hmm. when I wanted my classroom to look a certain way. When we had to do bulletin boards, I would take so much time getting my bulletin board exactly like I wanted it. So I, when I look back, I can see that as a sign of perfectionism, but still didn't have a name for it. No! You know, yourself like, I'm a perfectionist. You yeah. just look at this is the way I want things. And, and I know the principal would say, you know, why is it taking you so long? Just put your bulletin board up. No, uh, it has to be this way. And this has to look this way. And, and when I would step back, I would say to myself, this is perfect. Yeah. And yeah. that's hence to perfectionism. Right. Uh, until you're completely satisfied. Right. Uh, completely. Yeah, completely satisfied. Yeah. And yeah. so so how else how else did you feel that so it sounds to me that you were putting quite a lot of pressure upon yourself about how things has to be. How about has it always been in your work life only, or did you find it in other areas? of your life and your expectations from others? I'm chuckling because my girlfriends say, you are so organized. You know, and when they <clears throat> look in my closet, hmm. the way I have my clothes, <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, all of the long sleeves are here. Stripes are here. Colors are here. Uh, and then in my uh, my my the drawers where I keep uh, you know my undies, uh, and when I look back, it's like all of the blue is here, all of this is here, <laughs> all, of, <laughs> all of that is here, mm -hmm. and and this is what I do when when um, we wash our linens and the towels have to be a certain way in that linen closet. Matter of fact, I if my husband washes the towels, he folds them and puts them up and I go back. Yeah. Unfold them and fold them in a certain way. What so you, what when I look in the closet, yeah. is it? Yeah. So yeah. it's still it's still affecting you in this way that you kind of redo the things your way because they're not exactly how they should be your way. Yeah, and and perfectly aligned. Yeah, um, in in the closet, and uh -huh. uh, 
uh, one of my friends said that your house, you know, I'll say, oh, you know, it's messy. And she'll say, no, your house looks magazine perfect. Mm. It's it's interesting though, Jen, because you said to me that you realized later on that your mom had her certain ways about how things should be in her house. Yes. So, is yes. there some modeling going on here? Do you think you know? Of course. Mm -hmm. Of course, of course. You don't realize that until you get older and you look back and you start thinking about it. Yeah, <laughs> because I never thought I was a perfectionist. And when you said, as far as the pressure, how can you be? I ask myself this question: How can you be a perfectionist and a procrastinator at the same time? Mm -hmm. Very easily. <laughs> very, very easily, right? Because, because the fear of not doing it perfectly leads to procrastination right yes yeah because you yes. want the outcome to be so perfect actually i um i told the story the other day i can't remember where but uh when i was doing my degree and it was time to do the dissertation i just took so long i was procrastinating for so long that that i i finished it like a couple of hours before the deadline and then, <laughs> then, then I had to run to the book shop and get it, you know, nicely put together and then jumped on the train and went to where I had to get off to change the train. And then I turned around and my dissertation was continuing to do Liverpool Street. Oh, no. <laughs> the train where I was on the platform. So that dissertation, gone. You know, there's oh, no ever find it again in London. So, oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, so that, you know, that perfectly bind um, uh, dissertation was gone. And deadline by now is about, you know, half an hour. I was just going to make it. And, but I ended up not. So, I mean, I, I still delivered, but it was not nicely bind. And, and it had to be put through the post box rather than delivering to the student office. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you can see procrastination. It's a really, really, it's a big one. It's number one behavior of perfectionists because it's like you're waiting for that perfect idea or the, you know, the perfect um, you're waiting for the perfect idea for the creativity, the painting you will make or the book you will write or, you know, and even if you start writing, I have a book that's still not out because I keep going back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I should put this one as well. Oh, this is not quite. Oh, the sentence is not making sense. And over and over and over and over again. And so. I know that I need to get it out. So I just need to do the behavior. <laughs> I had that same <laughs> knowing is yeah. me, I had that same experience uh, when I was writing my book. I kept going over and over and over until finally mm. uh the editor said, you know, <laughs> Dr. Jan, just stop. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. That's 
Oh. You just need yourself to say that to just yeah. That's good just enough. Stop. Yeah. That's just stop. Mm-hmm. And even after it was published, I looked at it and I thought, I should have waited, should have put this in here. I should have said it this way and that way. Yeah. But yeah, it, it does put a lot of pressure on you. And um, even, <laughs> you, you know, the more we talk about perfectionism, being a perfectionist, uh, I'm, I'm looking back on a lot of things. I even, I'm even looking back on going out to dinner, and I'm really the last one to start eating because I have my potatoes over here. You know, it takes me so long to prepare to <clears throat> because you know the knives, forks, and spoons have to be here. This has to be there. It and Everyone is eating, and I'm still preparing to eat, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh huh. Yeah, and and I see that, and I even see it here in my office, and that certain things have to be a certain way before I even start working on something. Everything has to be over here. The pens have to be here. The paper has to be here. This has to be there. Yeah. And and when you talk about procrastination at the same time, I wait until the last minute because I've got to do all of this to put this together. Now I'm rushing. Yeah. And with procrastination, we do everything else but the task in hand that we have to yes. do. Right? Everything yes. Everything else. The house yeah. is clean. You know, the dishwasher is empty and everything. All the things that you really hate doing, you don't like doing, boring, you do them. Because because things have to be a certain way. This morning, I ran the shower, but then I went in the kitchen and uh, I thought, oh, the cup is on the table, the skillet is on the stove. I started washing the dishes and the shower was running. <laughs> Hmm. But I had to have the kitchen looking a certain way before I could get in the shop. Hmm. So yeah, it it really it it when you look back and you start thinking about all of the ways that you see that perfectionism comes out coming out until you really look at it, you really don't realize it. Yeah, you just think, oh, this is just you know, you don't think about it twice. You just you know, this is just the way I want things to be. Yeah, just the way it is. Yeah. This is my standards and I have high standards and that's how it has to be. That's right. Yeah. Not even really questioning because, because you know, we start doing things as a child and uh, we form the ideas about ourselves, our self-worth and form ideas about other people and the world And we then become adults in our 30s, 40s, 50s. If we don't stop, question and upgrade the software, just like the computer I'm using now, you know, it does come around every now and again. It's it's a pretty, you know, modern new computer. I wouldn't be doing this with a computer from 1970s. Uh, it would be impossible. It wouldn't be able to <laughs> do any of this. Uh, and every now and again, I have got this 
notification going software upgrades and we upgraded right so we are up to date with everything but we forget to do that with our beliefs <laughs> with the way we learned about life up to we were about 10 and so 10 12 years old um we keep living with those with those beliefs we don't upgrade them do we? And unless we become aware and say, hey, hang on a moment. This, this is really not helping me. This is limiting my life. This is causing me a lot of agony. This is not serving me anymore. And that's very true. That's very true. We don't until we realize it and we see how it's negatively affecting us. Yeah. We don't, as you say, upgrade. No. We just keep <clears throat> we just keep in the same vein, living the same way, <clears throat> excuse me, doing the same things and and yeah. not realizing that we should upgrade. But even when we realize that we should upgrade, how do we? Yes, <laughs> because that's that's the thing, isn't it? You know, with, with, with the neurological pathways in our brain, we have been practicing this way for so long that those pathways are quite strong. The good thing, of course, the hopeful thing is that there is neuroplasticity. We know that now, that change is possible, whatever the age, um, yes. that we can make new neural connections. But I think that the pain really uh, should be at a level that it's, uh, it's higher than the pain that the change will cause. You know, yeah. because making a change is not easy. It it will cause you anxiety. It will you will need to stay with that. Oh, you know, leaving the kitchen, for example, right? So so being able to leave the kitchen in in a state that for you normally would be unacceptable in order to be able to do that your pain at the moment should be a lot bigger than that how it's affecting your life the stress is it's constantly causing you so i guess it's more going for the long term um solution than short-term relief because we yeah. constantly go for that short-term relief okay kitchen is okay so now I can go and have a shower right <laughs> but you know what you gain in the long term is is much more lasting uh, yes and it's something that you really would have to be mindful of and practice each and every time I think probably a good uh, uh, thing to do would to have a little sticky note and like maybe have it right here in front of me. Uh -huh. <laughs> like, uh, stop trying, stop being a perfectionist. And then in different places, stop being a perfectionist to remind you mm -hmm. that whatever it is that you're doing, Mm -hmm. In other words, stop. You know, mm -hmm. so it's something visible for me. It would have to be something visual. Yeah. To remind me. Yeah. 
Yeah. And you think that would help? I think that would help. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I think we, uh, I'm a visual learner. And uh, yes, I think that would help me. Yeah. And what would you do instead? So um, because we know that the problem with saying stop doing something, stop thinking about something, it actually is a bit of a, there's a bit of a weakness in our brain. And what it does is that in order to stop thinking about something, you have to remember not to think about it. Well, that's true. <laughs> so, the, so the brain goes, yeah, I got to do this, I got to do that. Stop thinking about perfectionism, you know. Or stop. you can say, or I can put, keep moving. <laughs> yeah. And or choose imperfection. Yeah. Choose, yeah. choose yourself or, yeah. you know, or... I choose um, life. Yeah. Choose living. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's <laughs> a good living. one. <laughs> that's a good one, isn't it? Choose living because you can choose to, you know, do the dishes, but you can choose living and go and enjoy your shower. Yeah. Without worrying about right. the kitchen. Yeah. And, and, not, and not worry about those dishes. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. That's. So we, do you want do you want to try that and put some stick? Of course, I need to and give it the feedback. I'd love to hear. <laughs> I'd love to hear back how 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 it works for you. Yes, yes. Um, so I'm, that's what I'm going to do. I I still like it has to be visual, and yeah. I still would have to make maybe little a little sign to uh and have that on there in inserted in my office especially. Mm. Yeah, in my office, yeah. especially. Yeah. So, what would you say? You know, how would you describe your perfectionism looking now as you are now? Oh, gee, that's that's uh, a good question. I won't say, I'm not going to say that my perfectionism really keeps me from doing things or keeps me from living, but it just hinders it in certain ways not all the time but mm -hmm. just in certain things when i'm looking back certain certain things that i do certain habits that i have i can look at those habits but it's not in it i'm, I'm not such a perfectionist that i don't move so to mm -hmm. speak. it's mm -hmm. just certain things mm -hmm. so what i'm going to do <clears throat> Now that I've realized from talking with you <laughs> that some of these habits do align themselves with perfectionism, I'm going to be aware of these, of this. As a matter of fact, what I'm going to do is write all of this down in these habits that I can see are you know, leaning toward perfectionism, yeah, and um, I and improve so I can keep living and keep moving. Mm -hmm. So it's, it it doesn't really shroud my life in in such a way in that I can't move and can't move forward. But it is just hindering certain <clears throat> things that I need to accomplish. Limiting, limiting. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The full potential. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, living your life to the full. Yeah. In fact, I have um, I have a workbook and I will, uh, as also my, you know, thank you. I will send it to you. I'll email well, it. Thank you. And you might find that uh, useful along the way as well in your journey. Thank you. And I can give you feedback. <laughs> yeah, that would be amazing. Thank yeah. you. Thanks very much. And so you mentioned mostly about things has to be a certain way. At work, it was um, when you were preparing the vision board and and probably in other ways at work as well. And as a child, it was how the blanket has to be and how things has to be in a certain way and uh, before you can go on and do other stuff. So... Is that the only area, or do you find that it also uh, that it also sometimes affect your expectations from other people? So hence affecting relationships, uh, or is it mostly about your expectations, high expectations from yourself? I've learned <clears throat> over the years not to expect it from other people. Hmm. Mm -hmm. um, because in my early career, well, well, first of all, being an educator and and teaching children in the classroom, you learn from there that you 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 know you're not going to get you're not going to see perfect. I was a special education teacher. Mm -hmm. So therefore, there was no way I could expect in, uh, that they would get, uh, that, that whatever they turned into me would be perfect, would be like the way that I thought it should be. Mm -hmm. And I think that really helped me as I got older not to expect that in other people and even in relationships. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So I don't. I don't. I don't really. I don't really look at that anymore. Not, okay. No, so you no. have learned to manage yeah. your your high expectations yeah. from others. Yeah. Because it's not within your control. It's not it, exactly. It? I cannot control other people. I you know I can see what I think that they should say or they should do. Mm -hmm as far as my standards are concerned, mm -hmm. but I know that I have no control of it. So that really does not bother me. That is so It's, it's me. <laughs> yeah, because that's quite a frustrating part of perfectionism as well. If you, you know, there are yeah. three parts to it. And one is the high standards, uh -huh. expectations from ourselves, uh -huh. and then others. Yeah. And then what we think other people are expecting of us. So there yeah. are three parts to it. And so you're telling me that you have certain expectations from yourself and how things should be, how you should keep the things, how you should do the things. But you have learned to manage your expectations from other people due to learning quite early on that you cannot control other people, what they do, what they say, how they act and so on. And how about the third one? How about your your perception of what you think other people are expecting of you? 
<laughs> so let me say this. <laughs> <laughs> I am a senior citizen. And as you get older, and my mom used to tell me this, <laughs> she said, you know, once I, I used to, I used to say, mom, you can't say that. <laughs> or, or, um, you know, they're going to think this of you. Or, and she would say, you know what, as you get older, you get to the point where you, not that you don't care, but you don't care as much. Yeah. <laughs> as, yeah. as what people expect from you. Yeah. And I've gotten over the years to that point where I am happy with me, so to speak. And if you agree with me, if if you don't agree with me, if you expect this of me or you don't expect that of me, I'm sorry. <laughs> so be it. Yes, that's we like that <laughs> self acceptance at highest level, <laughs> yeah. isn't so it? Be, so be it. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah. So yeah. So how how is um how is your expectations? You know that part of perfectionism. How are you finding it? Are you finding it manageable? Are you finding it? Is it lessened? Is it more? Is it you know where, what level would you say that it is at the moment? And are there it's, any? Yeah, yeah. It's very manageable. Yeah, it's very manageable because that's an added frustration to you and your life mm. when you try to live up to other people's expectations. Yeah, because. I just don't believe that you can. Not really. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, that's that's just the way I see it. Because people's expectations change and people's expectations can be totally different from what you expect from yourself. Mm -hmm. And I prefer to be in my own <laughs> little world of expectations, so to speak. And and manage what manage the feelings that I have as far as what other people expect from me. I, I can't. That's too frustrating. <laughs> and uh, her, uh, I really don't think it's healthy to try to live up to other people's expectations. Yeah, and sometimes we don't even know what those expectations are. That's what we think. Sometimes we just think they would be expecting this, but we don't even know whether they do or not. Very uh, true. To the level that we think they would be expecting of us. Yes, very um, true. And I, I heard a story, actually, that someone said, um, uh, somebody who has been working in a hospice, uh, you know, just lost up before heaven, really, Uh, and he said, he said oh, I heard, oh my, I heard my, okay, there's an echo. Let's see if it's gone. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I, there was an echo there. Um, and he said that no matter what the age, um, 
whether they were in their 20s or whether they were in their 90s. People come there, they have got a few days left or most a few weeks. Uh, and the apparently the most common thing they all had and they all would say was, I wish I lived the life exactly as I want to live rather than how other people wanted me to live. Now that really, and whatever the age, so he said whether in they're in their 20s or 90s, they their regret mostly seems to be around living the life as other people want you to and other yeah. people think that you should. That's um that's an alarming rate, isn't it? That's yes, <laughs> it is. But it's it's not really surprising that um I think from a child a lot of times you are taught uh, not to live for yourself, so to speak, but to live for other people and what other people expect from you. But when you said that, I thought about my my uh, grandmother's cousin. She was 94 years old. Yeah. And she sat in a rocking chair. She was talking to me. And she said, uh, I have done just about everything that I've wanted to do. Don't you, if you get to be my age, don't sit in a rocking chair and rock and start thinking, what if I had? Uh, you know, what if I could have? You know, I should have. She said, you don't want to do that. If it's something that you really want to do, no matter what other people expect from you, if it's what you want to do, you. Amazing. Yeah. What a fantastic advice. Yes. Isn't yes. it? How old were you then? Uh, when she was 94, I had to be maybe in my 40s, maybe in my 40s. Yeah. And, you 40s. Still, yeah. and you're still thinking about. What I mean, yeah, I remember that. I, I remember that. Yeah. 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 And and how did you find living with, with with that principle? Were you able to actually most of the time, but you know, most of the time. Yeah. That's good. Most, yeah. Most of the time. I'll take that. <laughs> Absolutely, I'll take that. That is amazing. That's amazing, really. That <laughs> you know, if we end up in a hospice, that hopefully yeah. saying, I wish I lived a life I wanted to. Yeah, myself rather than living the life other people. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, but I think as you get older, uh, you really listen to that. You know, when you're younger, of course. You know, I I heard her then, and still in all, there were times when someone expected something of me, or and I didn't really want to do it, but I did it. But then as I got older, I started thinking, you know, you only have one life to live and you only have so much time. Hmm. And I know you're supposed to make other people happy, but you got to make yourself happy. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So 
just looking back at your own expectations from yourself, and you said that it's manageable now. Uh, are there or has there been any other people affected by, you know, around you, uh, affected by your high expectations from yourself and so so that everything should be in a certain way um, as, you know. Probably my husband. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Okay, yeah, it's quite likely. Probably living in the same house. <laughs> Is he allowed to leave anything in the sink? <laughs> I got <laughs> Those were the dishes that I washed. <laughs> right. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yes. Okay. It's crazy. Just crazy things, you know, like pushing the chair back mm. where it's supposed to be. Mm. You know, so, you know, little things like that, but, you know, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> What a, you know, the, the, I think one of the, if not the first episodes, I think I uh, interviewed a lovely couple who were just straight opposite. One of them was a real perfectionist and everything has to be quite rigidly in a certain way. And she came from a very big family where you know, just surviving was 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 what was most important. It wasn't about how things should be at all. So, and they had been married. Uh, they have been now uh, over forty years, uh, and and there was, you know, you mentioned the chair, and it just reminded me of his story where he said his son, when he was about ten, he took the office chair, I think to use in the kitchen or at the dining table. And then um, my guest, he went, what are you doing? That's the offer, oh, the, that's the chair for the office. That's or your study to do your homework. And his son turned around and said, I don't think the chair minds. I don't think the chair goes, hey, I'm an office chair. Leave me in the, leave me alone. I'm not supposed to be set on at the dining table. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just thought that was that was amazing. I mean, what a what a sharp right. child. Right. I don't think the, I don't think the wow. chair Yes. I'm so, gonna keep that in mind. <laughs> And do you think, so just as one of my last questions, do you think that there has been any price, any cost that you paid uh, by, by your perfectionism, by those high standards and putting, you know, put, putting the uh, standards up every time you reach them? That's an excellent question. Um, I don't think there was a cost in my relationships, but in some of the uh, things that I want wanted or wanted and even sometimes now want to accomplish, mm -hmm. that's where the cost is. Mm -hmm. Because you can have a vision, you can have plans. Uh, goals, 
that you want to achieve, but you can get stuck on something because you tried to make it perfect that you don't get to that goal or that plan. And yes, that's where I see the cost. Mm. As far as, yeah, that's where I see it. And how are you, have you employed some ways to handle it to make life easier for yourself being aware of this cost? Well, you've made me more aware. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. I, I I love when I when I trigger some changes and some awareness. Yeah. yeah. You've made me more aware. And 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 I am going to make a plan to move on to live and move on to and stop being in other words. I tell you, I know what I have to do. And I bought something that was supposed to help me, and I'm going to use it. And I bought this little timer here that I'm going to show you. I know you can't see it. Uh huh. Yeah. But, but you know, it's 60 minutes, it's 15, it's and so on. And oops, I made it. And it's supposed to make that little noise. Like if you, if you, if I say, okay, I'm going to take 60 minutes and do this. Mm-hmm. And I set the timer and and at 60 minutes, that means stop that and move on to something else that you said you were going to do. Rather than saying, I'm going to give myself an hour and two hours later, I'm still stuck on trying to do this. Yeah. And, and, and it's been sitting here. <laughs> Yeah, so you're gonna start using it now. Yes, fantastic. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, that's a winner, <laughs> isn't it? Fantastic. That's yes, really, really yes. good. <laughs> Is there anything that you think um, we should mention that I may not have covered? As far as perfectionism, I, I, uh, you know, trying to be perfect. I think you, you've covered everything. I, you, you know, so many thoughts are going through my head <laughs> as and I didn't realize that I was really stuck more so than I thought I was in mm-hmm. that perfectionism role. I you know I mean so many thoughts are going through my head now. Yeah. The yeah. perfectionism realm. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. That's really amazing. You are amazing. (laughs) Thank you so much. It's been so wonderful to have you here. And, you know, just listening to you with your reflections uh, and being a witness of when you had the, you know, light bulb moment. And uh, it's such a privilege uh to to really have you here as my guest and i'm sure that your audience will find so much that they can relate to as well thank you so much thank i and thank you for inviting me and i have really enjoyed this yes i have the huge light bulb moment <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's bright fantastic <laughs> thank you so much thank you thank you 
Thank you for joining us in I'm a Perfectionist, Get Me Out of Here podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please do leave stars and a review. Help me spread the word by sharing this with your friends and family. My practical manual, Transformation Through the Power of Quotes, will help you or someone you know get through tough times and feel happier. It is now available on Amazon paperback and Kindle. You can also check out our website, mindandmood.co.uk. Thank you again. And remember, imperfect action is better than perfect.